Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Betsy Kulikowski, who is the author of the Veritas Codex Paranormal Thriller series. And I'm interested to hear all about that. I have not read the book, so you will have to tell us a little bit of it. Don't spoil it. But Okay, Betsy, I can do that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Betsy, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Of course. Thanks for coming on, and we like to jump right in. So let's start with hearing a little bit more about yourself, what you okay. like to do for fun, and a summary of the series. Okay. I'm Betsy Kulikowski. I am a full-time safety professional, but I'm also the author of the Veritas Codex series. Uh, I have been writing since I was a very little girl. I think I wrote my first book at six. Um, and I've also been interested in the paranormal since I was little. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest for a very brief period of time. So I got really interested in things like Bigfoot, and then it became aliens, and then we got into, you know, the Knights Templar and all these fun myths and, and legends and things like that. So that's a little bit about the Veritas Codex. It follows a paranormal investigator named Dr. Lauren Grayson. She's a biological anthropologist. And she and her team are producing a TV show by the same name. Uh, So they're going out on these investigations, trying to answer the mysteries of the world. You know, the first book, they go looking for Bigfoot. Uh, The second book follows the Mayan apocalypse legend. The third book is an alien myth. You know, legends are not, um, it's signals from outer space and they have to find out what they are. And her brother is a researcher for NASA And he's always teased her that he's going to find aliens before she does. And so he's got to put up or shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The fourth book in the series is The Monk's Grimoire. And they go on the the hunt for missing pages of the Devil's Codex, which is a real book. Um, And then book five will be out later this year. And it's The Lost Templar. I just feel like this should be a a movie series. You think so? I kind of like that idea. Like, I really think it should be. It sounds like it is, and I've just yeah. movies. So, <laughs> well, I grew up watching shows like In Search of and Nova and Nature, uh, anything like Ripley's Believe It or Not. I I always love those kinds of programs, so I still watch those, and um, I try to draw a little inspiration from some of those. And then uh, the paranormal community has really been welcoming to me since the first book came out in the middle of the pandemic. Twenty twenty is not the good year to launch a book series, but you know it's worked out okay, and and we're moving right along and. The good thing is a lot of the books are already written. So, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was about to say, you wrote a lot of books in a short amount of time. Well, I actually started writing that series in 2009. So I've had a few years to let those characters live in my head. Gotcha. Gotcha. There we go. There we go. Well, awesome. I just feel like if Percy Jackson can be a movie series, this can definitely be a movie series. Exactly. I I like that idea. I like how you think. (laughs) We just got to get Hollywood on board. Absolutely. Absolutely. We 
I feel like we could find somebody. Who do you, who do you have to find to make a book into a movie series? Is it like a producer? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I know the I know the gentleman who helped get Harry Potter made into a, a best selling series. So um, unfortunately, he's passed away recently. But I did go to some of his seminars, and he worked with Stephanie Meyer, who did the Twilight series. And so I learned the same lessons that they learned, and hopefully, that putting those to good use. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sounds good, man. I. I just, you know, I want to be a part of making this into a movie series. Let's <laughs> start a campaign. Yeah, I've, I'm going to start a petition. I'm going to start, I'm just going to buy a bunch of copies of your books and just send them out to all the like. Yeah, and, and, and getting reviews on Amazon and, and the other platforms that are out there is so very important to an author. That's how other readers find us. So anytime anybody reads a book and you really love it, yeah, go up there and throw some stars up there, you know, give it five if you can and write a few words on what you liked and, and what other readers might like too. Yeah, there we go. That helps a lot. (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's hear a little bit more about your motivation. What Mm -hmm. gets you up and keeps you going every day as well as writing inspiration. Are they the same? Are they different? Yeah. You know, I work as a full-time safety professional. I, I lead a small nonprofit here in Oklahoma city and I have been a safety professional for the last 30 plus years. I don't want to age myself, but, um, Keeping people safe has always been what has been passion for me. And my writing has always been what was keeping me safe and keeping me sane because I could bring in anything I learned, you know, anything that happened to me during the day, I could bring it home and put it into, you know, just a little quick creative writing, um, really kind of help keep my sanity in check. And I have a degree in emergency management and I worked a number of disasters starting with the Murrah federal bombing here in Oklahoma City. And then I went out and worked at the World Trade Center. I worked at Hurricane Katrina. Uh, I went on to work several of the tornadoes that have happened here since then. And so writing was always cathartic for me. And sometimes little snippets of things that would happen during my day or happen in the world um, end up in my writing. So that was just kind of mental fuel for me. And I love good stories. My grandfather was the best storyteller I ever knew. He was a little country farm boy from he was born in 1923 during the 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 worst times in Oklahoma here for farmers um, went through the dust bowl went through the depression fought in world war ii um, and, but he could tell a story like nobody's business so that's kind of where I learned and got my passion for storytelling um, and I started writing like I said when I was really young and I have made it a practice that I write every day I might spend all day at work and I might have 15 main things to do in the evening, but right before bed, even if it's five minutes, I will sit down and write, even if it's just a paragraph or I'll think about books, you know, what's going to happen in the next book or, you know, I'll plot out a scene on my evening walk. Um, sometimes I'm even plotting those scenes out in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, you know, it's, it's the stories that drive me because it's real life blended and woven into something completely fictitious and sometimes something really outlandish. And if I can get a reader's mind blown, that's what makes my day. And I love to hear back from readers when they say, oh my gosh, I had no idea you were going to do that. And it totally threw me for a loop. Do it again. There we go. That is so cool. You know, I actually have um, aspirations of writing. I think it's fun. I think it's a good creative outlet. And I've dabbled in it a little bit. I've never given myself like consistent space and consistent time to just let my mind go. But I love that you do that. It's so cool. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not something that you have to, um, you know, give a lot of time to. It's just that little bit, every chance you have. And if you can do it every day, that's terrific because 
the water doesn't flow until the well is primed. So you've got to give it just a little bit. And, you know, I'll be honest, the first writing, I go back and find my old writing and it's not good. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't try to publish some of that stuff. Um, so, you know, it's okay. I give you permission to, to start out small. And if, if you feel like it sucks, it's okay. Just keep going and don't quit. That's, that's the important thing is if you quit, that's one of the worst things you can do. You just always have to keep going no matter, no matter what it is, whatever it is you're, that you're passionate about is just don't quit. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I think writing in particular for me, because I was, <laughs> this is funny. It actually goes back to some childhood insecurity. One of my art teachers called an art piece. She was a substitute art teacher. Mm -hmm. She said, that's ugly. Go redo it. And yeah. I never drew or painted again. <laughs> yes, I think we all had that. I had a piece of pottery that I had done for a native, Amer it was at the native American museum. Um, and I had done, I've kind of done a native American style with tadpoles and frogs. And it was very stylized and the, and the teacher didn't understand what they were. She, she thought they were something different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tadpoles, you know, <laughs> and, and she made me redo it. So, yeah, but I also had a teacher and, and, you know, teachers don't realize the impact they have on their students. My, I can't remember, it was my seventh or my 12th grade English teacher. I have to go back and find my yearbook. I actually wrote in my yearbook. I don't know if you're gifted or touched. Keep writing and let's find out. And I've never forgotten that. And I just got goosebumps thinking about it because for me, it was like, okay, she sees something in me and she could tell that there's some inspiration there. Maybe she thinks I'm crazy, but that's okay. I'm going to keep writing. So, you know, that's one of the reasons I kept going when I thought maybe I should just give this up. That is so cool. I love that. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and jump into your dreams and goals. Now, what okay. is your vision for the rest of your life? And your writing career? So my goal is when I'm able to retire full time that I can do writing all the time. I want to do that until they drag me down and put me in the box and bury me in the ground. I want to write every day. Uh, I want to leave a legacy of things that are really good, things that take people out of the real world and really just make them forget their troubles for a little while. You know, you can listen to somebody else's troubles for a bit and I have to think about your own. So that's really you know, that's kind of my vision for the futures. I want to be able to write all the time. Ultimate goal, I think you nailed it. I'd love to see a movie series in my future. No. <laughs> uh, even if it's just a television series, I'd still be thrilled with that. Um, one of my longtime goals, in fact, I got a t-shirt about a year ago that said future best-selling author. And I had it three weeks and we hit number one on Amazon in three of the categories I was in, moved to 104 in all the books on Kindle. Um, and I'm, I'm going to donate that shirt to somebody. That's amazing. Because I don't need it anymore. It's, I can't say future best-selling author. I am an Amazon best-selling author. Now, New York Times best-selling author, that's next. Mm. There we go. Yeah. There we go. I'm going I'm to write on a shirt, future, uh, I don't know how to put it, book series in a movie. Author, yeah. Producer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wordsmith that. We'll do yeah. that offline. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So we got right until you hit the grave, take people mm -hmm. out of reality with your books and see a yeah. movie series from your books. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Cool. Any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? You know, just I think I want what everybody wants. I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want to be prosperous. Uh, I want to help other people. I think that's one thing that a lot of people, they get so focused on their own goals. They never think to look back behind them and, you know, offer a hand up to the person who's following them. So um, in emergency management, in my leadership program, 
our professor said, you know, the goal of any leader is to create new leaders. Yep. And I think it's true for authors that there are so many people out there who are like you, who are inspired to be an author, but just don't know where to start. And if I can turn around and help somebody like that, I've got a couple of friends that are just getting started in their writing journey who ask me tons of questions. You know, they're FaceTiming me and Facebooking me and question, question, question. And I answer everyone every chance I get. I may not know the right answer. I said, but here's what's worked for me. And here's how I approach that. And here's what I think about that. And maybe that'll work for you too, but you might want to look at this source and the source and maybe talk to this person and see if maybe their opinion is a little different. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. So happy, healthy, prosperous, helping other people um, any way you can. Exactly. And part of that is like making those connections, varying those opinions Mm -hmm. and giving your own. Yeah, very much so. Love it. Love it. Well, if there were one or two people that you could Mm -hmm. meet right now, and this could be a specific person or Mm -hmm. a type of person, and they'd help you take that next step, who would they be and how would they do it? Right. So I'm really lucky that one of my biggest inspirations I happen to know. So I've got, I'm I'm just going to set that one aside because he knows who he is and he's helped me more than anybody. But um, one of my favorite authors, if I ever had a chance to just sit down and spend an hour with her, would, would just make my day is Diana Gabaldon, who writes the Outlander series and has a TV series of her own. Uh, I have followed her for many years. I read her first book in 1992 when it came out. Um, I've read all her books. I, I, I listened to all the audiobooks, and they're like 40 some hours of audiobook. They're huge. Um, but she has just been a huge inspiration to me because she wrote that book for practice. She wrote Outlander for practice. She didn't know if she could write a book. She's, she was a college professor, PhD, and I'm embarrassed to admit that I don't remember what her PhD is in, but one of the biological sciences. And uh, she wrote the book for practice and started posting little bits and pieces of it on one of the servers that she was in a chat room on, other writers. And they would critique her and give her input and feedback. And so... She, uh, she was able to get that book published and become a New York Times bestselling author at least nine times over, if not more, um, you know, and, and that's who I want to be when I grow up. And I would love to be able to spend an hour with her. There we go. And it's Diana. What's her last name? Diana Gabaldon. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> <laughs> I would be embarrassed if I didn't. Yeah, there we go. Well, what's the most important one or two things that everyday people can do? Mm-hmm. Sally at the grocery store to help you accomplish your dreams. Oh, to help me uh, read my books, love my books, tell your friends, and then tell Amazon with some stars, lots of stars. That's the best thing you can do. Those the people don't understand how important book reviews are uh, to help other people find you. And there are certain marketing uh, programs that will not even look at you if you don't have at least 50 reviews of your book at a certain star level, like 4.5 or higher. So you can't even market with their programs to their readers. So that, that's a huge thing that they can do to help me. Um, you know, if you see me on the street, say hi. Say, hey, I read your book. I love it. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, you know, and, and just read all the time. If it's just not my books, read everybody. That's not a competition. We're all in there together. So, yeah. How about your fellow author, too? Yeah, absolutely. There we go. And do you have, like, your own email list that you've built as an author? Or how does that work? 
I am generally working on that. I, I do a lot of my uh, outreach to my readers through social media and Instagram has probably been one of my biggest uh, channels and avenues that I've, I've made so many contacts through, through Instagram. I wasn't on it until just before I started publishing. So uh, Facebook, I'm on Twitter, but I also have a website. It's authorbetsykulikowski.com. Uh, and I am putting together a mailing list. So I haven't started sending out emails yet, but uh, I am not a person who likes to get a whole lot of emails. I get spammed quite a bit. So I'm not a fan of it. So I don't want to do that to anybody else. So I try to be very respectful uh, when I do send something out. I, I, I want it to be to the people who want to see it and something that they'll really find exciting and interesting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Hit me up on the socials and say hi. <laughs> there we go. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And this might be a hard one for you because I'm sure you are well read. <laughs> what is your favorite book, movie or podcast? Pick one. Pick one. Yeah, that, the hardest for me is to pick one. Yep. Um, I already mentioned Outlander, so I'm going to take that one off the table because I, I really did love that book. Um, I'm a big fan of the Da Vinci Code. Really? Yeah, I really love the Da Vinci Code. When I pitched my book series, I pitched it as uh, Expedition Unknown meets the Da Vinci Code. Mm. There we go. The Da Vinci Code. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a movie. Like, I'm 99. Yes, sure. yes it is. I've only Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. There we go. I've only yeah. heard of it as a movie. I didn't know it was a book. Yeah. Really cool. I recommend it. Dan Brown is the author and he's fantastic. Really cool. Really cool. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? For me, the best way to take care of myself is I love to go on my evening walk. Not when it's 108 degrees outside like it is this week, but um, you know, I may have to go right before dark, but an evening walk is one of the best ways to uh, mend my body, uh, to clear my mind. And to let myself just kind of go, I'll either put on a podcast or I've got the Peloton app. I'll get on that and get some music going uh, and just hit the road. And I might do 45 minute walk every night. Sometimes I get, uh, you know, an hour in if I'm lucky on weekends, I might take a longer walk depending on the weather or I'll get up, go really early in the morning. But for me, that's the best thing I can do is just to go take a walk because it's good for my body and it's good for my mind and it's great for my soul. There we go. Evening walks. I love a good walk. Yeah. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet Diana Galvedon? <laughs> Galvedon. I have uh, interacted with her on social media and actually had her reply. So, you know, I feel like I've, I've made a little step there. Um, but, you know, I just keep trying to do my best to be a good writer, to improve uh, my writing skills. I realized some of the early writings were probably as good as they should be. So my goal is to learn something new every day, create something new every day, and help somebody every day. Mm. So learn something new every day, mm -hmm. create something new every day. Correct. And what was the last one? And help somebody every day. There we go. There we go. I love it. And so now we're going to jump into our final kind of series of questions. It used okay. to be one question, but I've expanded upon it. And... They all kind of require some pretext, so stick okay. with me here. All right. So a lot of people have come on the podcast, and they've said that the catalyst that helps people switch from having a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, and not willing to accept change, to having a growth mindset, 
being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change, the catalyst that causes that switch is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. Do you agree, disagree, have anything to add or subtract? Yes, I totally agree. Um, I know for me that the catalyst for me was to get fear out of the way and get out of my own way because that was the only thing holding me back. I'd been writing for a very long time. I had 20 some manuscripts on a computer in a file somewhere that I never thought anybody would ever see because I was afraid of what people would think, what people would say and how they would judge me. So I started going to writers conferences. I started learning more about the craft of writing, learning more about the business of writing and all the things that scared me like contracts and legal issues and, you know, all the, all the scary stuff that us creatives don't know much about. I started learning about them so I could empower myself. And when I let fear rule me, I wasn't getting anywhere. But when I stepped aside and I put my fear behind me within three months, I had a contract for the full series published from a publisher Mm. with no agent. Mm. And that never happens. Look, it happened to me. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. It was just getting out of your own way. Yeah. I was the only thing holding me back. Just shedding fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Follow up question. This is kind okay. of apart from my series of questions that we're in right now, but where do you feel like fear is holding you back right now? If at all? Um, I don't know that fear is holding me back. It's, it's, I am, I'm, I am producing books that make me happy. And if anybody else wants to read it, then great. That's absolutely my ultimate goal is if you want to come along for the ride, let's go buckle up buttercup. We're going to go for a ride and it's, it's fixing to get really good. Cause I'm, I've got a full, uh, almost 12 book series arc already plotted out. And most of it's already written. So, um, I don't really know that there's a whole lot holding me back other than just getting my name out there and helping people find me. Mm, okay. Okay. If you had to get a million people to read your books in the next year, gun to your head, you're dead if this doesn't happen. How would you do it? I would go on every podcast that would have me. Thank you very much because this helps me tremendously. I post every podcast to my website so anybody can go back and listen to it anytime. Um, People buy books from people they like or people that are like them. So I try always to keep that in mind. I, I try to be approachable. Uh, you know, I still have to protect myself from, unfortunately, there are people out there that you have to protect yourself from. Um, but, you know, I try to be one of those people who is going to take the time, listen, be compassionate, be understanding. Uh, we all have a story. And, uh, you know, if I can help you find a way to tell it, then that helps me find a way to tell mine too. There we go. There we go. Love it. Well, back to our um, series of questions. Sorry, I went on a tangent. It's okay. You can always veer off. I'm good with it. <laughs> um, so you said that you got out of your own way, um, kind of shed the fear, and that took you far, and you completely agree with that statement. So given the um, same amount of extreme inspiration or extreme desperation, why do you think some people make the choice to change and others don't? Honestly believe that it is fear. The fear of the unknown is, is really probably the biggest obstacle to anybody's success in any avenue, any, any endeavor, 
um, whether it's your personal life, your professional life, uh, having worked in emergency management, I've seen worst case scenarios. I know what that looks like. And I've seen fear in people's eyes. I've, I've looked at them and you know their house is completely destroyed. Their family is lost and they have no idea what will happen next. And it's that fight, flight or freeze. And too many people just freeze. They don't know what to do. They don't know what will happen. So they choose not to do anything. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. I think I read something on Tom Bilyeu's uh, Instagram today that was like, action is always a um, antidote or always a cure or something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Take some action. Cool. Well, some people need a smaller amount of desperation or inspiration to change and others need a larger consistent amount. What do you think establishes that breaking point, that threshold, and can it be influenced? Yeah, there's always a tipping point. Um, it definitely can be influenced because for me, it was meeting the right people, not just the right person, but the right people. I found my community. Uh, and once I found that I was not alone, and that I had people there who were supporting and understanding, who knew the struggles that I was going through, who could look at my work and say, this is terrific. It's, you know, that whole imposter syndrome gets really real when you're a creative. Um, but just having, having that community uh, was the tipping point for me. And it was such a small thing yeah. initially, but it's led to great things. Um, and, and the realization of what was holding me back took a little bit longer but once I had it, that aha moment, aha moments happen every day and they don't have to be great aha moments, but they can lead to great things. Mm, there we go. I love that. Aha moments happen every day and they don't have to be great, but they can lead to great things. Exactly. That's a little long for the title of this podcast, but sorry, sorry. We, may, we may have to make it something like that. We'll make a meme out of that. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Cool, cool. Well, I have one last question for you. Okay. And for this question, I want you to kind of hold an avatar of a person who has a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. Hold that in your head. So in Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the four laws of changing your behavior. Side note, I ask this question every podcast and James Clear gets a lot of advertising from me. So <laughs> James, come on the podcast if you want. Yeah. Okay. So he talks about the four laws of changing your behavior and the laws are make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy and make it satisfying. With that context in mind and the avatar that I just told you to kind of keep in your head, how can we create an environment for the, that avatar, for that person that makes it obvious, attractive, easy and satisfying for them to make the choice that will change their life? I think you have to find out what they what they need and what they fear. And once you have that, then you can offer suggestions, but again, you can't, you can't make them do it. They have to want it. So helping them find the want, the what's in it for me. And we, we do this in safety all the time because we see people who, you know, we've always done it this way. It's always been, you know, I've been running this machine like this since I was 14 and nothing's ever happened to me yet. Um, you have to find the what's in it for me. So once you help them find that what's in it for me, then you can kind of guide them along and show them the way, you know, here are some few, you know, a few simple tips you can do. We do this in safety all the time. Here's a few simple tips. Here's three tips of things you can do to be safe today. Um, 
So I think, you know, if you can just give them, give them a vision and help them see what it can look like, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, you go home whole and healthy to your family, you get to pick up your kids, you get to uh, see all the beautiful things in the world and hear all the things there are to hear, like the sound of your grandchildren or, you know, the sight of a mountain in Colorado, whatever makes you happy, then that's the what's in it for me. And I think we just have to help people find that. Mm, I love that. You know, from that, I would have thought you were a master salesperson. <laughs> safety professional. <laughs> I sell safety every day and sometimes to people who don't want it. There we go. Yeah. I mean, that's literally how sales works. Like find out mm -hmm. the pain points, offer suggestions, sell them on the vision. Yeah. That's how it works. Anyway, that's really cool. Well, cool. Betsy, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? I just hope that uh, everybody's enjoyed the conversation and they're interested in the books. And if they get a chance to take a minute, read them. There we go. And if you know anybody that makes books into movie series, yes. go ahead and hook Let us Betsy know. up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Betsy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Betsy had to say, you loved her books, go ahead and buy them, read them, rate them on Amazon, then buy a copy for your friend and have your friend rate them on Amazon. And then take your copy and send it to a movie producer. <laughs> As we always ask, shoot this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Go ahead and give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.